Welcome to the Buried on Medicaid Insights podcast. During this podcast series, we cover timely and relevant topics related to Medicaid trends, systems, and policy considerations. My name's Nicole Field, and I'm here with Chris Davis and Vicki Handy. Chris and I both support states with their Medicaid enterprise modernization efforts, and Vicki helps states with their organization development initiatives. Today, we're going to talk about Medicaid enterprise modernization and considerations related to organization development. During our last few podcasts, we've talked a little bit about the importance of the people side of change or organization development as states really look to modernize and certify their Medicaid enterprise systems. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Before we dive in, I know Chris and I have tons of questions for you, but first, can you just tell us what organization development is? Sure. Actually, a lot of people um, have misunderstandings around organization development. The basic purpose of organization development is to improve organizational performance. We look at program outcomes. We take a look at the key performance indicators and look at the entire organization, all of the resources, all of the systems and processes, how they work together. Um, Typical components of organization development uh, usually start with strategic planning, having very clear sense of mission and and vision what we are trying to be. And I think most importantly, real sense of values and what types of behaviors and actions reflect those values. The other parts of organization development, of course, is the talent development. That's making sure that your leaders are aligned, prepared, and most importantly, leading their people and inspiring uh, their people toward that vision and the development of the workforce, the skills, the knowledge, attitudes, beliefs, and willingness to work together toward those common goals. Um, This might also include restructuring, business process redesign. Um, It might include expanding roles, shifting roles. One of the things that we look at when we bring an organization development intervention to an organization is we really weave in some of the principles of lean which is doing more with the resources you have. And right now, with so many constraints placed on people, that approach is just critical. Optimizing the resources we have and finding cost savings through changing what we do and how we do it, as opposed to cutting what we do or who does it. That's the benefit of organization development. That's really helpful, Vicki. And some of the components that you talked about seem a lot like the things that you do when you're really planning to procure a new technology system. And so one of the questions that I have and one of the things that I've seen is that there is a really large emphasis placed on the design and the development of a new technology system. 
but maybe not as much on the organization, your staff, your people side. And can you talk to us a little bit about why it's so important to really focus on the design and the development of staff, just as it is important when you're implementing a new technology system? That's a great question. And I think the most important thing we have to start with is that the organization goal isn't to implement an MES isn't to modernize a system. Our goal is to serve our clients, to improve the health of our communities by providing streamlined processes. To get a streamlined process, you have to take a look at the systems that enable that process, your MES, and then you have to take a look at the people who make that process happen every single day. And so, Instead of looking at, do we focus on our change management plan for our enterprise implementation or people development, we go back to why are we doing anything in the first place? Why do we need this change? What are we trying to accomplish? If we're trying to accomplish better service, a healthier community and streamline processes so we're cost effective, then it leads us to modernizing our enterprise system and making sure that our people are prepared to be successful in using that system. Once you lose sight of that goal, what we call the North Star, then neither the enterprise efforts nor the human efforts are going to be very successful. But if you take a look at it as a whole, it has to be. Yeah, really appreciate that, Vicki, and that's a, a very helpful in kind of understanding, you know, why there's that underlying importance to that. And I think that really raises a question with these modernization projects that we've talked about, you know, here and over the last few episodes, we've seen clients struggle with communicating how that modernization effort mm -hmm. will impact or change staff and user experiences, roles, responsibilities, and, and so on. We've seen this especially true in instances where the client has put the end design of their technology in the hands of a vendor that they might not know yet. And so often are defaulting to just not communicating with their staff and users. What can clients do to navigate some of those uncertainties and how can they prepare their staff for what's next? Great question. Um, there are best practices in our approach and there are some shortcuts that we can take as well. Best practice is always we go back to why are we doing what we're doing? What is it that we're achieve, trying to achieve? What are um, the outcomes of this modernization. And you start there. So if the, if the goal is a streamlined process, if the goal is um, reduce cycle time, so we have greater timeliness, if the goal is we've had 18% increase in our enrollments and we have a hiring freeze, how do we increase our performance to fill that gap? If, if those are the, the goals, then 
it makes sense that you start by building the foundation with your people before you start focusing on your modernization. Leaders must lead. That's a basic, basic rule. If your leaders are fragmented, if they are not effective communicators, if they do not have a sense of trust and connectivity with, it, with their workforce, it doesn't matter what you implement, you're going to run into problems. If the workforce is in a place where they live with suspicion or a lack of trust or maybe some uh, dysfunctional interpersonal skills, um, or if it's great people, but it's just really highly fragmented, where you have your systems folks on one side and your operations folks on another, and your clients are way distant from your employees, that fragmentation is going to limit how people view your enterprise system. And the worst thing you can do is invest millions of dollars in a system based on a flawed organizational design or trying to get that system to just do what we've always done. If we start with building the foundation of engaging our employees, not just to make people feel good, but to help them understand how to look at a process, how to analyze it, is it resulting in the impact we want? Do we have the um, transparency in our data so that we understand what the actual problems are? If I, well, let's make it personal. If I don't know what the balance of my checkbook is um, or my account, and I don't know what the automatic pulls and, and deposits are, how in the world can I be held accountable for making good business decisions, making, showing good judgment? If I understand what's coming in and going out, if I understand the processes, now you can engage my mind, my hands, my heart in making it better. And if I, as an employee, can articulate, okay, I understand the North goal. Here are the things that prevent us from getting there. We clearly need to update our system. Well, now you have a pull for change as opposed to a push. And your employees are the ones who can identify, this is what gets in the way of serving the clients. This is what gets in the way of timeliness or adding redundancy or rework to the process. So the first step is building that foundation, getting people leaning in and understanding what's happening. And in doing that, you are reducing the barriers between operations and systems so that they're working collaboratively toward those organizational goals. Always keeping the why in mind and having some good, solid, measurable goals to say, are we getting there or not? Our goal should never be a checkbox. We did the modernization. We did our MITA assessment. That doesn't add value to the organization. That 
That's really interesting and really helpful, Vicki. And I think it's aligning a lot with what we're seeing as a shift towards focusing more on outcomes as states really look to modernize their Medicaid enterprise systems. And then one thing and a kind of a pain point that I hear a lot from states is, you know, they're short staffed. They have budget constraints. Mm -hmm. Some states right now have hiring freezes. So as staff retire or leave, they've got vacancies that they can't fill. What does a state do if they're already running lean, they're running short staffed, how do they focus on organization development or do they, do they wait until they have all the resources they need? I think I know what you're going to say. But. Boy, this is a, a great question. And honestly, there are many practitioners who will say, well, you just need to invest in your people. You just need to invest, invest. And sometimes you just have nothing left to invest. And the first thing I would do is redefine your sense of lean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most people think we're running lean means all of us are working really, really hard and we're exhausted and we're stressed and we have anxiety that we can't get things done. We see our pendant cases continuing to grow. Um, that's, that's not what running lean is. Running lean should be, we're looking at everything we do and asking ourselves, does this add value? Does this add value to the end um, recipient of our service? If I'm processing travel reimbursement requests, I still have a customer. I still have timeliness and accuracy. It's not always just to the external client. If you can mobilize that type of focus with every single employee in your organization, you can find huge cost savings. In one state where we did this level of organizational transformation, we very deliberately focused on building this foundation prior to uh, a large-scale system um, modernization. What we discovered is just by developing the leaders, training the employees in how to look at their processes against what we're trying to accomplish, program outcomes and process outcomes whether it's the health of the community or the accuracy and timely of somebody's reimbursement. It doesn't matter. If we're focused on attaining those outcomes and um, improving what we do, we are going to see change. In this one state where we did that, we saw a huge impact to all key performance indicators simply through building that foundation. And so some of the goals that we had created for the um, strategic plan around the enterprise were actually achieved before we even touched the enterprise system. Then we had the employees in a poll for change with the enterprise system and that accelerated that development and implementation 
because of it. Once we had the system aligned, the people aligned, leaders leading and, and developing, huge impact on the ability to actually deliver what that organization was meant to do. So it's exciting to watch it all happen. That wraps up our time for today. Please join us next time. We're going to spend more time with Vicki and Chris talking through a few organization development shortcuts. Thank you so much for listening in and let us know what Medicaid topics you're interested in hearing more about. 